If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say, my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player Performance with J.A. Cavalier. My fellow DJs, welcome back to another episode of everyone's favorite NFL podcast. Brought to you, of course, by everyone's favorite capper. I am J.A. Cavalier. This is Player Performance. NFL Week 5 is now in the books. All my money is now in the books as well. I mean, no one is happier to see Week 5 end than I am. Brutal Week 5. First losing week of the NFL season. You want to roast the capper? Go for it. After that performance, I probably deserve it. So shoot your shot. You won't get many opportunities. I can promise you that. Or as the cool kids say, facts. It seems like it all started with the Rams-Niners game. And last week, I really just couldn't pick a winner if you gave me the final score. Wait, 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 what? A capper being honest about his L's? Yeah, no shade. I couldn't lie if I wanted to. My results are out there. 50,000 paid subscribers. And, and, I post daily results on whylose.com. Listen, as cappers, we all know that week is going to come. I just don't have many of them. So people are more surprised or even shocked when they do come. But no one knows when, and let's face it, if we knew, it would never happen. Manage your expectations as I close the show with. Bet with your head, never above it. Even the best, and make no mistake about it, I am by far the best ever to have ever done it. But understand what a capper is. A real handicapper? We take results from the past in hopes of predicting the future. Of course, it's a little bit more in depth than that, a little bit more, and of course, listen, that's just simplified, but it's what we do. Accompany that with reading lines, line functionality, gauging the temperature of the betting public, what lines are short, what teams are overvalued, line movements, what's public, what's sharp money. But at the end of the day, sharp or not, once the ball goes in the air, human element takes over. Clients know when they deal with me, I's are dotted, T's are crossed, the work is always being done, and no one is more successful than I am. No one is more in the know than I am. All right, so guys, after last week, there's nowhere to go but up from here. We're going to move on to NFL Week 6 in just a sec. All you need to know to beat the book, but first, let's recap Week 5 with Tessa Hall. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. Here's your NFL Week 5 recap. The Subway Russell Wilson sandwich isn't the only thing that's dangerous. So is his performance, which is plaguing them. It took a trip to London to throw off the Packers so bad that they lost a game to the Giants. The Lions had the best offense in the league. Now they have one that was blanked by New England. The Chargers nearly chargered away the game, but just pulled off a win. Everyone was on the Jacksonville train. That train has departed and gone back to its regular capacity of zero. Tom Brady nearly blew a big league to the Falcons. That's just how weird this year is. The Steelers are dead. They were hardly breathing before week five, but the Bills put them in the grave. What do you call a 23-point loss to the Jets? Means for relegation. Sorry, Dolphins. Enjoy the XFL. The Bears are like a pesky little brother who never seems to go away, but can never quite beat you in basketball yet. The Commanders had the game in the bag against the Titans, and then Carson Wentz did that Carson Wentz thing. Taysom Hill quite literally picked up the Saints, squatted, put the team on his back, and ran as fast as he could. The Panthers played so poorly against the Niners that it got their manager fired. 
Kyler Murray slid too early, spiked the ball too early, and the cards lost. He'd have never let that happen in Call of Duty. How about Cooper Rush? He throws for like 100 yards and it's still good enough to beat the Rams. Death, taxes, Justin Tucker winning football games with his legs. You could have tied the game against Pat Mahomes and instead you ran a ran up the guy. Enjoy the L Raiders. That's your NFL Week 5 recap. Yeah, so a great game Monday night, but the big story for Monday night, and listen, I was on the Raiders, so either way it worked out for me. But the question now is to go for two or not to go for two. Listen, the Chiefs going for two when an extra point puts you up eight, stupid. I get it's hard to question Andy Reid, and I get that it ends the game. It makes it a two-possession game, but completely disagree with this decision. Now, on the other hand, the Raiders going for two, and understand this, I am not an analytics guy. Disagree with them. I think eventually those numbers will turn. I think too often coaches are outsmarting themselves, coaching their teams right out of games, but the Raiders going for two in that spot, in that situation, genius. On the road, couldn't stop the Chiefs in the second half, and still you have a chance to go up one. Probably don't hold Kansas City after going up one, but remember this, Kansas City is having kicking issues. Now, I hated the play call. You run the ball right up the middle, but I love the call. And by missing that extra point, that two-point conversion, you're not out of the game because as expected, the Chiefs end up calling the game conservative. That played right into the Raiders' hands as well, so they still have a chance. They still have an opportunity to come down and kick what would have been a game-winning field goal. They wouldn't have had that chance if they go up by uh, one or if they tie the game because then Kansas City is a little bit more aggressive offensively. And let's face it, Devontae Adams was a foot down from who knows, a play that the best receiver in the game usually makes. Devontae Adams makes that play 99 out of 100 times. Now, a play he doesn't make often is what came after. Completely out of character. Devontae Adams checks a cameraman. I mean, you have to expect he's going to get suspended for a game, right? I mean, if Mike Evans gets suspended for shoving a quarter a cornerback, then Adams should be have to sit for a game or two. But I understand the frustration. Listen, after the week I had last week, I may or may not have shoved a couple people myself. I mean, who knows? And I'm not telling. All right, listen, I've said all that just to say this. NFL Week 6, let's talk more wins. Let's jump right into it. Jump on the money train. The money train is pulling out right into NFL Week 6. 49ers versus Falcons. 49ers are laying five and a half. The total here is set at 44 and a half. So I'm going to look to the first half in this one, and I'm going to take the 49ers money line first half. Yes, it's a bit pricey. I wouldn't say no to the 49ers laying the three in the first half either, but I like it money line. For me, I'm willing to lay the price for that. Look, the narrative for these two teams have been simple. The 49ers seem to start fast, and the Atlanta Falcons tend to fall behind and then come back late in the game. And if there's one thing that Kyle Shanahan knows, he knows that starting quickly leads to wins. In the losses for the 49ers this season, both to the Bears and Broncos, San Francisco scored just seven points in the first half. In their three wins, the 49ers scored 20, 14, and 17 in the opening half. The Niners also lead the NFL in first-half scoring defense, allowing teams just 2.4 points. That's under a field goal. And the Falcons, on the other hand, they give up 14.2 points in the first half. San Francisco 8-2 against the spread last 10. The Falcons have started the season perfect, 
5-0 against the spread. They do keep games close. But in three of those games, they fell behind by a bunch early, and then they had to sneak in the back door. The 49ers are going to start quick, and we're going to avoid the backdoor cover. Look, San Francisco leads the league in first-half scoring defense. Atlanta gives up two touchdowns in the first half. Give me the Niners first half. I'm going to take the money line. I'm not going to say no to the lay three, but going to lay the price. The reward outweighs the risk in this one. Give me the San Francisco 49ers first half money line. Jaguars versus Colts. Colts are laying two and a half. The total here is set at 42. Now, remember what I always say. You always bet with the trend, never against it. So, obviously, I'm on the Jaguars in this spot. Listen, I don't know why. It can't be explained. But the Jaguars have absolutely owned this Colts team. And as bad as the Jaguars have been in recent years, I mean, let's face it, they've been pretty bad. But still, they've won eight straight against Indianapolis. Eight of nine games in Indianapolis. The Colts are dead last in pass and rush DVOA offensively. And as good as this Colts O-line was touted, they don't block anyone. And even though the Jaguars have fallen off the last two weeks, and it's been pretty bad, I mean, brutal out in last week against a pretty feisty Texans team, still I have to stick with them in this spot. Jacksonville leads the NFL in one key stat. Turnovers forced, 11% of all opponent drives. I lean Jacksonville in this spot. But this game would be much bigger for a two-team teaser, maybe Jaguars-Bucks teaser. You get both teams over under key numbers. You bring the Bucks down under a field goal. You bring the Jaguars up over a touchdown. So it's the perfect spot for a two-team teaser. The Jaguars are 8-0 straight up last eight games against Indianapolis, 6-0 against the spread last six. And Indianapolis is just 2-5 and against the spread last seven games. Even when the Colts have won this season, it hasn't been pretty. They're ugly, low-scoring, sloppy games. Lean Jaguars plus two and a half, but love the Jaguars in the front end of a two-team teaser. Vikings versus Dolphins. Vikings are laying three. The total here is set at 24 and a half. Two is listed as out. Teddy's questionable. Skylar Thompson probably gets the start. Good and bad from Skylar last week, but expect him to play better in this week. I mean, full week practicing with the ones. Although, based on this line, the line sitting at three feels off. Kind of tells you Teddy is probably going to be good to go. So, with Bridgewater or Skyler, it doesn't really make a difference. What I'm going to do is I'm going to target the Vikings team total. We know the Vikings are going to score points. The total here is set at 24.5 for team total. We are going over the Vikings team total. Listen, you have Xavier Howard listed as questionable. The Vikings are healthy, or as healthy as you can be in the NFL. They're sitting at 4-1 right now after a tough primetime loss to the Eagles. But Cousins, primetime, I mean, a loss, of course, is expected. After that, they've won three straight, and they win on the offensive side of the ball. The Vikings have built up big leads in three of their four wins. Last week, they took their foot off the gas. Listen, they had that game won. They take their foot off the gas. The Bears come roaring back, eventually take the lead. But then the Vikings, of course, walked and marched right down the field, regained the lead, game over. The Dolphins' secondary right now ranks 28th in the league. And that's 28th with Howard. Without him, Minnesota should be able to name their score. Not as much resistance from Miami. Minnesota has gone over this prop in its last three games. We're going to make it for Vikings team total over the 24 and a half. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. 
Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. His pro football triple crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. J.E. Cavaliers pro football triple crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. Bengals versus Saints. The Bengals are laying one and a half. The total here is set at 43 and a half. And look, I don't really care about the line in this game. I'm targeting a player prop, Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston, over in receptions. I mean, this is how confident I am that the Saints are going to throw an interception. I don't care who starts. A quarterback not named Taysom Hill is going to throw an interception. So you're going to have to wait closer to game time to see who gets the nod. A lot of questionables out there. But whether it's Winston or Dalton doesn't matter. See, since he struggles in a lot of areas, but turnovers isn't one of them. They rank fifth in the league right now, nine turnovers coming into week six. On the other side, New Orleans is practically gift-wrapping footballs and handing it to the opposing defenses. They rank dead last offensive turnovers, coughing it up 13 times already. If Winston plays, listen, this is the lock of all locks. He's already thrown five interceptions through three games. Dalton in limited time, one interception, two games, but that's well below his average. In limited playing time last season, Dalton threw nine interceptions. The Bengals have already forced six. This is a no-brainer top prop. Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston over interceptions. Ravens versus Giants. The Ravens are laying five. The total here is set at 45. So I actually like and expect a ton of points scored in this spot. This is going to be my top play for the show. The G-Men beat Green Bay in London last week. And remember... Only seven teams in NFL history have gone to Europe and then had to play the following week. It's exhausting. Five-hour time difference, flight, knocked-off schedule. Players are getting back into their groove, back into their routine, and it's going to take a while. It also seems to affect the defense way more than it does the offense. So I expect the Giants' D to get torched in this spot. Baltimore's team total, I don't like that spot as much, but the game total... Absolutely. The Ravens are third in the NFL in scoring 30 points per game. The Ravens and Giants have played seven times. The over is 4-2-1 in those games. The Giants are 4-1. Yes, I'm going to say that again. The Giants are 4-1. No one was buying it. I wasn't buying it. And of course, it's been some, some luck, some fortune, some luck, and playing some bad football teams. But look, maybe it's time to consider that this team might be for real. The offense has scored 20 and 27 over the last two weeks. Points are going to be needed to keep pace with Baltimore. I do expect the Ravens to do all of the heavy lifting. So if the Giants give me 17, 20, 20 plus points in this game, this game is going to fly over the posted total. Bucks versus Steelers. Bucks are laying eight. The total here is set at 44. So the Steelers finally made the move to Kenny Pickett. I mean, Pittsburgh fans, I have a question for you. Have you ever heard the expression, be careful what you wish for? You lose to the Jets, follow that up with the beatdown in Buffalo, and now you get Tom Brady and the Bucks. I mean, if the Steelers closed as a nine-point dog, it would match their biggest home underdog spot ever. They're 15-9 straight up as home dogs in the last 20 years, but after last week's fiasco, no shot. You know this ain't fool me once. I mean, Mike Tomlin or not, I want no part of Pittsburgh right now. Their offense is anemic. Najee Harris averages three yards per carry. 
Pittsburgh hasn't scored more than 20 points in regulation. The under is the play. It's probably the only play or only look in this game. The under is 5-1 and one in Pittsburgh's last six home games. The Bucs have scored more than 21 points just one time this season. Four of their last five games have gone under the posted total. The combination of the Bucks' defense and two struggling offenses will keep this game under the posted total. Should have plenty of points to spare. The unders 5-1 and one in Steelers' last six home games. 4-1 and one in Bucks' last five games. 4-1 and one in Bucks' last five road games. These two offenses combined average 39 points per game. Give me the under the posted total of 44. Bills versus Chiefs. The Bills are laying two and a half. The total here is set at 53 and a half. I'm all in on the over in this spot, especially with both of these scoring offenses. Listen, they ranked first and second in the league. Last time these two teams played, complete anarchy. They combined for 78 points. And I see no reason for that trend not to continue. KC scored 30 points last week. Buffalo scored 38. And Buffalo shut it down in the second half. They could have put a 50-burger on Pittsburgh if they wanted to. The last three times these two teams have played, they've averaged 66 points per game. Josh Allen is leading the league in passing yards. Best quarterback in the league. I mean, hands down, most talented quarterback I've seen in 40-plus years. Just had to get that out there. And listen. Derek Carr torched this Kansas City secondary last week. What do you think Allen's going to do? He ranks second in longest completed air yards this season. That adds up to quick scores. That adds up to more possession. Casey ranks 24th against the pass. A big day is definitely in store for the Bills' offense. And I'm not taking anything away from Kansas City. We know they can light it up themselves. We know Kansas City is going to be able to keep pace in this game. They average 32 points per game, but I have to highlight just how susceptible both of these teams have been on defense to big plays. We should see a track meet on Sunday. Last three times these two teams have met, it has gone over this posted total and over his five and one last six meetings in Kansas City. 53 seems like a huge number in the NFL, but still it doesn't feel big enough for this game. Bills, Chiefs, over the posted total. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. His Pro Football Triple Crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. That's right. Get to whylose.com. That's the letter Y-L-O-S-E.com. Day, week, month, season passes available. That's whylose.com. The letter Y-L-O-S-E.com. Link in the description below. And also, if you've listened this long, go ahead and like and subscribe. Appreciation is always appreciated. We do this every week for free. And guys, pick up the Pro Football Triple Crown. This is exactly when you want to jump in. Coming off a bad week last week, I always come back in a big way the following week. Three max bets for Sunday, three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. I must be perfect. I must go 6-0 or the entire NFL season is free. That's the Pro Football Triple Crown. Link in the description below. So here it is, my final thoughts. And of course, we're going to talk about roughing the passer. I mean, it's been talked about everywhere. And I mean literally 
everywhere by everyone. Players are talking about it. Fans are talking about it. Media are talking about it. So, of course, I have to jump in. It's bullshit. I get the rule. I do agree it's important to have something in place. But the two calls we saw last week, the call on Tom Brady and Derek Carr, inexcusable. Both plays had major implications on the outcome of the game. The NFL and the NFLPA have to get together here. 100% these calls need to be reviewable. Pass interference also needs to be reviewable. If these penalties are going to have a major impact, review them. You cannot leave defenses defenseless or pro football becomes flag football. It needs to be seriously redefined. Subjective doesn't work. Get the call right. That's our show for this week. I am J.A. Cavalier. This is Player Performance. I'll be back here next week, but until then, remember that with your head, not above it. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E dot com.